Imagine that you are trying to navigate the city of New York and try to understand the length and breadth of the islands that make up this bustling metropolis. You may choose to study the color-coded subway map, endeavoring to make sense of the alphabetical and numerical train routes, which link station hubs. You realize that one of the primary guides to the city, much like the cityscape in general, pays tribute to the men who colonized, built, and governed the city. There is no mention of women. We found City of Women, a map published by Rebecca Solnit in The New Yorker. It cleverly uses the subway map as its base layer, replacing the station names with those of women that had some association with the corresponding neighborhood. We wanted to explore the stories of these women and expand on what the map has to offer by adding to it. My name is Paula Messina. I moved to Bay Ridge from Brazil four years ago and unexpectedly discovered iterations of my grandmother's Lebanese recipes right down the street from my apartment building. I didn't know how easily the ocean could be reached, how some nights the foghorns of incoming ships would lull me to sleep. I was interviewing a longtime Bay Ridge resident on the street one day. He told me he liked the neighborhood for the pretty women that came around asking questions. In that moment, I ignored his comment. My response now would be, tell me about the women of Bay Ridge, their stories, and unexpected discoveries. My name is Hira Nabi, and I have moved around over Brooklyn a lot. I've lived in Prospect Lefferts Gardens, Windsor Terrace, Park Slope, Bay Ridge, Prospect Park South, Ditmas Park, South Slope on the way to Sunset Park, Bed-Stuy, Greenpoint, and Clinton Hill. In Greenpoint, I found a lot of churches, flea markets, and a diminishing Ukrainian diaspora. In Ditmas Park, I found massive old trees, sweet, strong karak chai, sold in styrofoam cups that I had otherwise only drank in Pakistan. I tried to live around Prospect Park, and I lived on both sides of it, and below it, living off the FG and the BQ train lines. We are Paula Messina and Hira Nabi, two New York transplants. This is SheMap. We went to Bushwick in search of Rosie Perez's early childhood. We found an engraved sign over an entrance to a building that used to be part of the Greenpoint Hospital. Perez was born in that hospital. Bushwick and East Williamsburg are rapidly changing neighborhoods. Not a lot of people wanted to talk. Even though we pretty much just wanted to chat about Rosie's dance moves and do the right thing. I am from New York City, yes, and I've lived in Williamsburg since I was 12 or 13, right when I turned 13, we moved here. Do you know about Rosie Perez? The actress? Yes. What do you know about her? I remember she was in White Man Can't Jump. Foods that begin with the letter Q. I kind of love her. She's a New York icon. Do you know that she's from around here? Uh, I believe it, yeah. I believe that she's from around here. Okay. Yeah, but I did not know that, no. I did not know that. 
Do you know Rosie Perez? Yeah. Not the actress. What about her? She was. She's not from this neighborhood. She was born here. No way. In Greenpoint Hospital, but she's from the city or somewhere. She's not from. I would have known her. I would have known her all my life. Cause I've been here. I know everybody. I was born and raised out here. But I've been out here forty something years. <coughs> but this has changed. This was, I mean, it's not changed completely because they can't stop it. Let me show you something. You see that building over there? They got a nice new building. It's got a doorman, swimming pool, gym. It's facing a homeless shelter. <laughs> they left that out there for sure. When they went to the apartment, they didn't tell them, oh, projects around the corner and a homeless shelter. That they left out. I can't believe they're getting 4,000, almost 4,000. They're three-bedroom apartments. It's too much money to live in this hood. Michelle Dissertou famously said that New York has never learned the art of growing old by playing on all its busts. Its present invents itself from hour to hour in the act of throwing away its previous accomplishments and challenging the future. I agree with the sentiment. New York sloughs off its past selves, rebuilding and reimagining itself in a constant upheaval that roars and groans and shines bright, reflects, diamond-like, glinting by day and night. And in this upheaval, if we look hard enough, Sometimes, we get lucky. This poem is not consent. I do not consent to my mother, to my father, to the teachers, to the FBI, to South Africa, to Bedford Star, to Park Avenue, to American Airlines, to the hard-on idlers on the corners, to the sneaky creeps in cars. I am not wrong. Wrong is not my name. My name is my own, my own, my own. And I can't tell you who the hell set things up like this, but I can tell you that from now on, my resistance, my simple and daily and nightly self-determination may very well cost you your life. Next, we trekked into the edges of Bed-Stuy on a mission to find where June Jordan lived after her family moved from the Riverside Housing Projects in Harlem to a brownstone on Hancock Street in 1942. June Millicent Jordan was a Caribbean-American poet, essayist, and activist. She self-identified as bisexual in her writing. She was the author or editor of 28 books, a teacher, a feminist, a humanist, above all. My name is Frankie Pryor, and I live here in Hancock Street, Brooklyn, New York. Bed-Stuy, do or die. It's an old saying. You know, every community got their own saying. We say, Bed-Stuy, do or die. Like, you hear a lot of names over the years. I never had no personal interactions with her, but, uh, I know she was a famous black person, activist, uh, I think author. Yeah. So uh, I know of the, of the name. Uh, but but won't you want to talk to somebody that's been living here for a very long time? I want to live here for 34 years. I have another person that live up the block that been living here for like mucho years. He's, he's calling me back. David. Uh, look out your window for a minute. Okay. Do you do you do you, do you know June Jordan? June Jordan. Yeah. No. She used she used to live in Anchor. Oh, 
Jordan. June Jordan. I think I heard of her before. Yeah, I read a book about her. It's like a history book. They were telling about, like, she's a black lady. Yeah, they were telling about some black history. She was our, like, uh, what she do for a living? She was an astronaut. She wrote and she died. Okay, I think I read a book about her still. Tell me something. What do you think would happen if every time they kill a black boy, then we kill a cop? Every time they kill a black man, then we kill a cop. You think the accident rate would lower subsequently? It's hard to find stories of women. Harder still to find memories and stories of long-gone Dalis, laundromats, families that bought and sold homes, and fading impressions from more than half a century ago. Where do you go to seek out stories of the brick and mortar that make up your block? And the trees that shade it? And what of those women that move through it? <laughs> <laughs> 